Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Up late with Mace. Now gluten-free, maybe. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Up Late with Mace, as advertised. I am your host, Mace Palladino. And, of course, with me in the studio, as always, is my co-chairman of the board, Keith W. Salutations and greetings and ovulations. <laughs> and, of course, we have Petty Fan in the hizzy. Yay. And no, I don't want a cake. <laughs> His may or may not be clone is also here, the Gollicks. <laughs> Can I be the chairman of the excited? <laughs> this is a job you shouldn't take sitting down. Uh, then maybe I don't want it. Uh, Dark Excalibur Wolf has decided not to join us this week, and that's cool, you know, whatever. Not that I cared anyway. <laughs> Reportedly, we have a great show for you tonight. Let's start with the news. Keith, what do you got? All right. Uh, well, first of all, I am... Actually, streaming whilst we're doing this. Um, granted, I, I'm trying to direct all my my audience over here, um, but you can check out the stream. I'm gonna be drawing. It is not safe for work. Just so you know. Like this podcast. Anyway, <laughs> this is the week. This is this is the week where I add extra ass to the program. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Um, so, uh, other things to, to, to add to this. So, so last week, um, uh, a good, a very, very good friend of mine, uh, family to Kelly passed away. Uh, he lost his, his fight with cancer. So, uh, we, we had a, uh, a toast to his honor and everything like that. And there's, we're still waiting to hear back on, on memorial stuff because most of his, his friends and family are in Memphis. But he was down in Atlanta with his fiance, so they're having a service there, and we're going to have a memorial service here uh, in the Memphis area too. So we'll be going in that direction at some point. Hmm. All right. Um, other news: uh, my stream is is pretty regular now. I stream probably two, three days a week. So anybody who is curious about the artistic processes that go into the crap that I do, you can check it out at uh, the site that I posted up there, and you can follow, and you can do a room stream, and I also tweet about it, so you guys can follow me on Twitter. I am at Riot. Uh, well, you're actually using Twitter now? You stole my uh, heart. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> I was like, I actually have a use for my Twitter account now. Oh, my God. 
Um, I've been using my Twitter account for about four years now, and it hasn't done me shit. <laughs> although, really, although, I, I, although I William, more, Sha- go ahead. Sorry. I, say, I, I, I tend to get more traffic on my stream from my posts to for affinity, letting people know that I'm streaming. I'm uh, actually kind I, of not surprised about that. Uh, I get. I get stream commissions and stuff. I'm actually working on one right now. Um, but yeah, I, I've got everybody kind of uh, if they're if they're interested in hearing sound right now because the stream is silent. I've got them directed this this way. Um, so we'll see if that that lends us any ears or not. Um, other things, uh, we got a convention coming up here not too far out in the future in November. Uh, which is going to be a blast. We're going to uh, get to probably meet John Delancey. And cool. we're going to be doing some panels and stuff like that. And selling artwork. Yeah. The rest of the, the important news I have is also Max news, so I'll let him tell that one. It's his turn. Well, at least we'll get started and you can fill in. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Betty fan, what have you got? My sleep study is tomorrow. Yay. So that's going to be fun. Um, I may consider doing doing some more yard work tomorrow, too. I don't have it decided yet. Might make it easier. We also, ha- we also had a fun Fragments of Silicon earlier today. Uh-oh. I keep forgetting it wasn't at normal time. Oh, you had one of those over the seas uh, customers. <laughs> um, no, actually, they just had to. That's odd. They just had to be a, do it early because one of them had to leave the office, and the time we would be broadcasting would be their commute home. The truth of the matter is, is that I'm actually eight years old and I am CEO of my own company. <laughs> Nick Bertley and Richard Sun were the people we had today. Sounds exciting. Yeah. They're peddling a Kickstarter, which doesn't look like it's going to make it. That's a bummer. They still had a lot of interesting stuff to say about their history, and they have hopes of getting the game done some other way, so... They should have done a uh, flexible funding on Indiegogo. They would have gotten something. Should have had a also, this Friday. <laughs> also, this Friday, Fragments turns two. Technically, it's older than that since it was a subsegment of MSP for about a year and a half. Yes, well, when it became its own person. Yep. Not that we're going to quibble over the details. But other than that, not a whole lot going on here. Is kind of playing Splatoon. All right. Galax, what have you got? Uh, well, um, I was off work today because of that uh, thing we previously mentioned. Uh, I had to, or I was, I took the day because I had some stuff I wanted to work on for Pathfinder and stuff anyway. But because of that, I was able to be on the show earlier. And then after the show, I went to the game store and finished the body of my. Master Grade Gundam Fenice Renishita, but uh, there's still the wings and the weapons to do, and those parts are complicated. 
Um, and I've been playing some games for reviews we're going to do, and I picked up Chibi Robo Ziplash, and that's been fun. Um, I'm a little bit frustrated with the role playing because uh, I've been having a really hard time getting people to show up, but it's not always their fault, so. Hmm. I don't know. All right. Other than that, not a whole heck of a lot. All right. Well, I guess I have been singled out for the main event here. Uh, we have a number of things going on. First and foremost, of course, we're in the, we're in the second week of our dual update schedule on Ship in a Bottle, which will bring Chapter 1 of Ship in a Bottle called uh, Dreaming of Genie to an end. And uh, I think there's about, what, two pages left after this one? Page 25 goes up on Friday, and I think we have 27 pages in Chapter 1. Maybe 28. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, Project Wacko, which was the name of the original second chapter, starring the same characters and recounting some of the same events, but in a slightly different way, uh, will be starting. And we really, 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 really need you to push us into the second milestone permanently. And here's why. Project Wacko is 41 pages. If you would like to see the end of that story and the beginning of Chapter 3, Hot for Teacher, anytime before you die, <laughs> push us into two updates and keep us there. We need 400 bucks a month in order to keep that happening. Uh, and basically, 100% of that money goes towards the artist's salary. I get nothing. This is just so that way I can have the glory of seeing my comic appear on a weekly basis. Uh, it's kind of a lie. I get I get residual funds from other places, but I get nothing from the direct donation. So, hundred percent. Unfortunately, of- I can't give you more. I can't give you too much more money because if I cut my arm, it doesn't bleed gold. <laughs> well, that's, you, you know, can fix that. I understand that, we, and there's going to be a part two to this whole uh, digging for cash <laughs> here. The uh, the. But anyway. Uh, Bottle stuff before you get.
you're muted on talk show. And, and everybody hear us. And everybody yeah. hear us. Woo! That was fun. So, <laughs> turns out turns out that Jamie cannot stream on Picardo at the same time I'm doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> this and actually like, no. kind of backs up one of my previous theories, which is that your connection speed is okay, but your bandwidth might have issues. Oh, God. It just Well, she's watching Project Runway and, and trying to do a stream at the same time, so... And then I'm that trying, explains it. And then I'm trying to do a call, and yeah. But yeah, if it's a bandwidth issue, that would explain why sometimes maybe it's not a problem for a few people, but if you get a ton of people, it becomes a problem. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so anyway, uh, did everybody hear the last line about me grubbing money? No. Not you on the call, dinguses. I'm checking on the people in the chat room. Sorry, I have no idea when it They can actually hear things that you guys can't. I suspect, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Anybody want to volunteer that information in the chat room before we turn this into a Bueller, Bueller podcast? Bueller. Okay, but what was the last thing I said? <laughs> um, the last thing you said was said. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> This is why no- I'm a dick. This this is why nobody wants to give me money to hear my podcast. <laughs> it might be part of it. <laughs> Tune in once a week for approximately one hour to hear Skype probably mostly fail. Curl up in a huddled mass and paper <laughs> stone. Okay. So anyway, we were talking about shipping a bottle. I said we really need we really 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 need you to help us stay at the four hundred dollar tier, so that the so that the next chapter gets done in less than most of a year. Correct. We are stocked up to forty seven weeks of BGR as of this point, which is why it has moved off to be its own thing. It is only going to update on Sundays. It is now part of the Indiegogo campaign, and that Indiegogo can- campaign funds nothing but Peppermint Saga Blue Grey Rhapsody. That's why... Uh, Indiegogo pancakes? Yeah. Fuck you. Okay, so we got that, squ- so we got that squared away. The, the second part of the money-grubbing scheme here, as they say, is that we created a second Patreon for the Catgirl Pantsu adventure, Kawaii Neko Daigaku, which is formerly from Frilly Pink. The reason that's important is because I'm collaborating with two other people on that. So in order for it to update, we have to get pledges totaling $55 per update. This is not $55 per month. This is $55 per update. So it basically turns out to about $220 a month. Okay, assuming that we do full updates. So right now, we're at $5. If I were to put anything on the Patreon, that one person gets billed $5. If I did it four times, they would get billed $20. If nothing goes up on the Patreon, he gets charged nothing. Zero. So... This is a way of keeping us accountable for things by going on a per-update basis instead of a per-month basis. 
instead of just collecting funds and hoping on a wing and a prayer that we actually do stuff. <laughs> you don't pay us until we actually do something. So everybody got that so far? Yep. Um, I pretty much got it. We opted to go we opted to go that way because I had to go hire a disinterested third party as our artist. And since uh, they are a, since most of the people that we interviewed, including the person we finally selected for the position, a person we have worked with who is pretty reliable, I would say. Uh, Famous of, last words. Uh, I won't get into it. Anyway, because of that, we don't want to we don't want to commit to a guaranteed four updates a month and then suddenly not deliver on it because, I don't know, somebody gets a limb chopped off or something <laughs> or, or gets abducted by the cartels. I don't know. Anything can happen. plane falls out of the sky and crushes my apartment, and only my apartment. <laughs> this is not breaking bad. <laughs> not yet. Every time. <laughs> Web comics are now crystal meth. That's right. Everybody remember. Uh <laughs> So what we've got is we have three we have three you again we have three tiers on the KND Patreon one dollar is all access that gives you that gives you basically everything we're doing every month it doesn't guarantee you everything at high resolution if you bump your bid to then everything that we do you'll get the the highest resolution version of it we we can do convert it from a JPEG to a PDF, or I give it to you in PSD format, or you stop scratching your chair. Sorry.
Okay. Where were we? Um, last thing I remember is you were talking about the $1 tier, and then everything went good. The, the, the. Okay, so the $1 tier. There we go again. <laughs> this show is going to require a lot of editing that will never be done. Red Paladin <laughs> needs cash badly. Uh, so at the $1 tier, you basically get access to all the stuff, but previews, wallpapers, whatever we end up producing in any given month. The $5 tier gets you all of the high-resolution PSDs. If we have them. Yeah, you're talking about that. I remember you talking about that now. Yeah, I don't know if the call heard it. I have no fucking way of knowing. There's no light on the goddamn call that says your internet. (laughs) Time. Well, and of course, if if I'm completely offline because the router's a piece of shit, then guess what? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you pay this man more money, we won't have this problem anymore. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, people, give me more money. (laughs) (laughs) I am not too too ashamed to ask. I'm going to set up a GoFundMe that just says, pay me money. (laughs) I'm not even going to give you anything. I'm just going to set the goal at $2,000 and go nuts. (laughs) In other news... There are many things that are good whole wheat. Apple pie crusts, not so much. So there's so there's one last tier. There's a $10 tier, and that is if you're not already on the $15 plus tier on the Ship in a Bottle campaign, you can get one more opportunity to interrogate me online. Now, there is a new rule for this. You will not be allowed to join the call and talk to me. It's one of those it's one of those things to where you will get on there and chat, your question will appear there, and I won't ignore you. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of dickish, but I've had so many problems with it. So are you a supporter on oh yeah, yeah, I'm a big supporter. I was about to say on Patreon and what is your username? <laughs> uh God. I mean, I know we've got several regulars on here who, whom I already answered their questions for, but I'll do them later. You'll notice that there's a lot of times podcast blow right by it and keep on going, and then other people are like, uh, so-and-so had a question in the chat room, and I'm like, uh, yeah, that's nice. Uh, moving on. Hey, Mac, here. I mean, if wanted to let someone in, it would probably be better to just get their get their Skype you know, there's that. It's one of those things to where I'm I'm starting to wonder if I should even give my Skype out. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So we send them. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I got you guys, and look where that got me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, no, but seriously, it is actually a good reward because I'm very, I'm not always accessible. So, being able to come on the podcast and get your questions answered formally. I'm going to be waiting for your question. When your question comes through, I will answer it. But if you're not, you're dead to me. (laughs) Money talks and bullshit walks. Yeah, money talks and bullshit walks. (laughs) It does? Yep. That's kind of disturbing. It's metaphorically speaking. Try not to read too far into it. (laughs) 
I don't even know what it's a metaphor for. As in, if you're bullshitting me, take a walk. Okay. So, that's money-grubbing option number two. (laughs) Money-grubbing option number three. Uh, Keith is involved in this one, and this is one of my legitimate projects that has nothing to do with my uh, foreign comics or heavy breathing. Yeah, whoever is like sniffing your mic needs to knock that shit off. <laughs> I love this podcast. I just want you to know. Uh, but um, it involves Starship Moonhawk, the late lamented Starship Moonhawk, as we've been casually referring to it. Uh, the comic that hasn't updated in, in any kind of meaningful way in five years. Back in March, we started a Indiegogo campaign to get Starship Moonhawk back on the airwaves, so to speak. We hired actors, we got music, I put together the soundtrack album. I wrote a new, I, I rewrote a book to go into print, so that way there was a solid foundation for the short story series within Starship Moonhawk, and entirely successful with the Indiegogo campaign. We had a surprising groundswell of support from our players, meaning that we were able to go forward with it. And I've always wanted to get back to the webcomic version of Starship Moonhawk. As Keith is born now, after dated with post after post, I have a lot of material waiting to go. (laughs) So we've started a third Patreon exclusively for that. That has a that has a monthly milestone goal. When we get to the milestone, we start updating. If we don't get to the milestone, then it sits. And I'd really like it not to sit. And now Keith has a few items about that, so I'm going to turn the mic over to him. Right. So yeah, um, right now we we have a a a a, a friend who is a a backer of the the current thing. It's a monthly monthly Patreon that Mac has set up. Uh, now, in order to to faithfully be able to do what needs to be done, execute, execute, yes. <laughs> executor. Wait, that's not right. <laughs> um, to to you know, basically, so that I'm not sitting here going, "Hey, I'm making like two bucks an hour yeah. every two hours." In order for it to be like worth it for me and Mac both to start actually updating the comic itself uh, in a in a what's the best word for this uh, in, in a manner which is conducive to actually following the story because it's a big comic. Oh yeah. Um, Hundreds of pages over the next several years. Um, you know, it, it, the, the, the monthly Patreon needs to hit $220 a month to start it off. That's, that's you know, four updates uh, a month. I guess it's whether that, that's four updates, that's, you know, four pages a month, and that's, you know, we, we get, we're working on like a, a like a, a medium split, so you have money that's coming in for you, and I have money that's, you know, allowing you to continue to work right. without having to go, man, it'd be really nice if I had heat. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'd, I'd really like to actually earn money, but instead I'm working for you! <laughs> for nothing! Nothing, Jerry! Fuck that food thing, right? 
Uh, yeah, I had a George Costanza moment there. Yeah, oh, Jason Alexander. We uh, we want we want Keith to get paid and actually be able to survive this. We tried we tried something where we started out with a slow burn with the lavenders, and that really didn't pay off because everybody was like, "Yeah, this vampire stuff is for losers." <laughs> I think the problem was was that we restarted it after the Twilight movies started coming out. This is entirely possible. <laughs> now everybody's like, I'm too busy jerking off the Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't have time for this shit. I have no semen left. Someone send help. <laughs> Needs more DACA. <laughs> uh, yeah. So our objective there is to try and pre-funded a little bit. In the past, I tried to fund it out of pocket and went $8,000 into debt. I don't have that time. I don't have $8,000 worth of available credit to float this. I had had this amazing artist who did not follow directions. (laughs) I hate that. I'm talking about the, uh, the artist who shall not be named. The artist I'm not allowed to name thanks to a non-disclosure agreement. Oh, my. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm going to make you sign this NDA so I can do work so shitty you can never bash me about it. Well, no, the point is she actually did great work, but she didn't do what I told her to do. It's like, I need this scene to look like this. I need you to, I need you to deliver the pages on Wednesday so that way our colorists can work on it on Thursday. Okay, uh, 9 p.m. on Thursday. Where's the page? Oh, I just started it. It'll be done in 90 minutes. Also, it's not exactly what you said. I kind of ran with the first two panels and decided to make an entire subplot. Uh, we've, we've, we, Mac and I have talked in great detail about this. <laughs> and it's, it's, it made my, my head hurt really badly. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't really understand this whole thing where it's like you've got a pro artist who doesn't want to be named because they're working well below industry standards. And they don't want to be approached by every Tom, Dick, and Harry of the webcomic saying, oh, you draw this for this guy. Well, you're, you're, you're like so fast. You're like a machine. Uh, can you draw my comic? It's got bunnies and stuff, but it also has boobies. <laughs> and vaginis. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, so I understand this. I get this. It's like, well, the comics kind of R-rated. You know, so it's like there may be some violence. There may be some shit blowing up. Occasionally you might see tits and ass. He's like, well... And both. Yeah. Some... <laughs> the boobs... I'd like to say, if, if there's an art error, it might be ass tits. I heard that tunnel. I heard that tunnel again. Are we roboting? I'm not um, sure what's going on. I heard, I heard fuzzy noise. I don't know if that makes any fucking sense whatsoever. But sometimes, if there's an artist error, we will see ass tits. <laughs> yeah, our artist was a, a was a purveyor of butt tits. <laughs> Is that is that the thing where the cleavage is completely unrealistic? Yep. Those are some butt tits, yo. 
so the same, this is, you know, the same artist I'm throwing under the bus is the one who did the first genie handbook, which was by far the only thing that I ever asked her to do that she actually did exactly as I asked her to do it. Which is why we're not. And what you said, which is funny, because you said earlier that this is a piece of shit. What? You said something about the the original genie handbook was a piece of shit anyway. Well, we changed everything. This the story is not amusing. It it I don't know. It just loses cohesion. The art is great. That's about the only good thing about it. Everything else is wrong. I'll be mellow when I'm dead. It's not canon anymore. Anyway. <laughs> yep. So, uh, but, you know, there was a lot of mechanical problems with it, too. Like, Beatrice, oh, my God, she was built like a brick shithouse. And that's like, no, she's got kind of an okay butt, but she's kind of small up top. And she's short. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things that Prudio is going to have an interesting time with. Like, she's like if Lena Inverse had a nice butt. And she's like, a nice big butt, you mean? His butt isn't that bad. Uh, it's hard to tell because what the art, what the writer was going for, the artist did not always comply with. Hmm. True, and I guess in the uh, more pin-up-y Slayer's art, it's going to be exaggerated anyway. All right, Zumi frequently did quote-unquote special hentai doujins of Slayer's, which is kinky in and of itself, because I think for most of it, Lena was 15, 16 years old. Uh, she's 15 in the first season, and each season takes place a year later, but that means the that, not when she was like... That's not really established. What? The age of Lena Inverse is not canonically established as anything other than her original age. She says she's 15... No, it is established that it, time passes at some point. What that much, because like in... Similar, that was not... Four, four seasons of Sailor Moon, they advanced from age 14 to 15. I'm just, po- I'm just pointing that out, that it was not canonically established that each season of the show equals one year and that now Lena Inverse is legal. There's actually no evidence that says that she's more than 16 years of age in Revolution. There might Talking. be in supplementary materials, but I actually don't know, so maybe you're right. So, Besides, I, I have I have no idea about evolution and revolution in any way. I only know about I only heard of that up through try. Yep. So, Pritio says to me the other day, so let's read let's fix Beatrice's design because I don't like drawing her to look like Martina." <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Those those that hair can be kind of a pain, I suppose. Well, the whole idea was that she was like, so that she more closely resembles Biko from Project Aiko. Same hair color, same eye color, same penchant for robotic machinations. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Yeah, that's why she's called Mistress B. Get it, Biko, Beatrice, mm-hmm. B. Anyway, pronounced like the letter. It's all a big joke, folks. Project Wacko, Project Echo. Now, now you got a little inside track on the way my brain doesn't work. <laughs> and here I think we got that look every time we got on the show. Mm-hmm. 
anyway, so we're we're fixing Beatrice's design to make her look more like a short, modestly proportioned Biko with a really nice butt. Because let's face it, Biko in the original Project Echo suffered from Japanese butt. <laughs> <laughs> Hentai artists in the 80s and 90s really didn't focus on the backside. They liked drawing women with large breasts, but when it came to the backside, they were decidedly more, how can I put this politely, locally ethnic? They're not bad with hips sometimes even, but that's usually about it. Didn't I say I wanted her to have a black bud? Kind of. A little bit like that. But I mean, you know, there are there are limitations to what you can get away with anthropologically speaking. <laughs> Peppermint, yes. Peppermint has the black booty. Anyway. <laughs> Actually, she's more like Latin booty. It's like a cross between white and something else. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> well, before we get into that whole area. <laughs> So yeah, anyway, Starship Moonhawk, the plan is to bring it back. We want to, uh, so we have three campaigns going. So now you've got to pick which one you actually want to give money to. I'm going to still emphasize the ship in a bottle one because that was our first campaign. And right now it is sort of the gateway drug to all of my creations. So if you're listening to this podcast, ship in a bottle, ship in a bottle, ship in a bottle. And by association, all of these other projects will probably bear fruit. That's the idea. Because most of the traffic right now going to Kawaii Neko Daigaku is coming directly from Ship in a Bottle or direct links to the forums at like Dark Nest or uh, the wide world of erotic cartoons or e-hentai galleries. So, yep. Anybody got anything they want to chat about? Uh, so... I'm going to to step on some taboo and say, you know, they had like the, uh, the talking point political thing last night. Oh boy! How's it about to bring that up? <laughs> the Democratic I, debate, I figured, the most the most civilized discussion we've ever seen about issues that people should be angry about. Hmm. <laughs> thing last night, and so uh, I know what the show's going to be about tomorrow. I'm like, nah, it probably won't be. And then like, hey, no one's going to Friday. I will. Well, I will bring it up. We'll, we'll call it the Democratic debate, or AKA watch Bernie Sanders stomp the life out of Hillary Clinton. And everybody else on that stage. I mean, seriously, it was like 72% of people, 72% of people polled said that Bernie Sanders was amazing compared to only depends on where you ask. There are some of them that was as high as 83. Right. But, the CNN poll was seventy was like seventy three, seventy four percent, and but yet Hillary apparently won. According, yeah, well, CNN was trying to dismantle Bernie Sanders because they hate social democrats. Mm. Keep in mind something that C, that CNN is frequently accused of having a shall we say conservative bias. Mm-hmm. They try Just to it. they try to pretend like they're neutral, but they're more like angry libertarians over there. So they tend they, good day. they they tend to say stuff that's almost in lockstep with Fox News. Only slightly less crazy. Slightly less crazy. It's like 
it's like, well, if I were inclined to think like that, I might say, yeah, that's kind of the CNN thing. It's like, it's like we're saying what we're saying, but we're not saying it. Yeah. But once again, the the published poll, whether CNN liked it or not, ever the people that they asked said Bernie Sanders won that debate. By such well, apparently a they deleted it. Well, they didn't get away with it because it was aggregated to all of the other news sites before they ever got a yeah. chance to delete it. So, tough tits, uh, CNN, you fucks. <laughs> you, you Ted Turner shills. <laughs> Ted Turner and Rupert Murdoch are probably sitting in... The, you know, this is the funny part. Ted Turner is actually considered a liberal. Mm-hmm. As was as was Jane Fonda. <laughs> so, I think that's weird. I think it's weird, but he's also a billionaire, so he he has an allergy to taxes. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why though. Anywho, so yeah, Bernie Bernie won. I haven't seen the highlights of that debate. The the thing is, I couldn't make it more than fifteen minutes into the Republican debate, so I don't really have any interest in subjecting myself to the snore fest that is the. <laughs> you mean people who are actually on topic? Yeah. Well, if they're not being mean to each other, it's not fun. Yeah, who wants who wants to debate on actual various positions, sometimes both of which have merit on actual issues that matter? I was seven years old. Yeah, I mean, politics now is basically a new show for TLC to pick up. Yep. I, I was seven years old when Ronald Reagan and Walter Mondale debated. And Walter Mondale technically won that debate and still lost the election. Because Ronald Reagan was the poster child for the modern president. He was a reasonably attractive man for his age. He was charismatic. He knew how to push people's buttons. This, be, this sort of Ken doll appearance became the model for future presidents. If you, if you wore the right suit and said the right things and, you know, just generally looked presidential, a sort of je ne sais quoi type uh, understanding of what uh, people should look like, I guess, when in certain roles, you're basically president. I don't think Donald Trump fits that role. He doesn't have that visual je ne sais quoi. Bernie Sanders looks like a crazy person. <laughs> And Hillary Clinton looks like the cranky old lady who's waving her walker at people and saying, get off my lawn. <laughs> Everybody still with us? I heard a click. Uh, oh, I was just unmuting my mic. Yeah, I think we're still good. We're all still here. Yeah. So, I mean, that you know, that's just how it sits for me. And those other two, the, was, what was there, two other guys in the debate? I, I don't know. There were three, I think. I know, that's so laughable. They combined barely have 1% of the Democratic vote. They had an emergency Biden podium that they were really hoping they'd <laughs> to use. Really? Uh-huh. Biden, I don't think he's going to do it. If his son hadn't died this year, then he might have run for president. 
Well, he's running out of time, even if he decided he wanted to. Well, yeah, he's already missed the first debate. And there's there's already too much criticism that he'd be like a second Obama. And here's the thing. I think that Joe Biden and President Obama should actually campaign on behalf of whoever is the whoever becomes the Democratic nominee. Okay? Because Obama right now has the highest approval rating since Reagan. Mm-hmm. But don't tell Republicans that because that's apparently a lot of slander and bullshit. You know what? Fuck them. They, they've always had a tenuous grasp on reality anyway. <laughs> Again, don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look at what's going on in the House of Representatives right now. The fucking Republican Party is just completely imploding. And I'm sitting back here laughing my ass off. There is actually a rumor floating around that in order to get the job of governance going before they have an atomic meltdown and have another government shutdown, that the, that the moderate Republicans may form a coalition with the Democratic minority and re-elect Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. <laughs> oh, God. Just so they can continue going, because without a Speaker, the business of... Yeah, no bills can be introduced into the House and we're royally fucked. Right, nothing can happen, and there is two. And there are like forty people. There, well, there are like forty people who don't want any speaker of the house. So, yeah. So no, there are forty people who just don't want government at all. Period. End of story. Well, you can't have government without a speaker of the house. So same. They 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 don't want a speaker. They don't want anybody in the Senate. They don't want no, anybody they, in the president. They, they want to shut down the government. That's what they want to do. They yeah. want anarchy to reign. They, you know, oh, power to the people. It's like, you know, the, the under the current system, the people are not equipped to themselves. I'm sorry, this is not intended to be a slight against the American people. It's just that because of the way the laws are structured, as individualists, which is a word that Tea Partiers and Libertarians like love, uh, as individualists, we are hamstring by the law. And until that law is no more, which means literally burn the Constitution, execute the Supreme Court, hang all of our politicians. Okay? That's how bad they want no government. And that's the only way that they could have it, is if you, you know, set fire to the Smithsonian and tore down all of the institutions of our government, which are extremely vast. You can't destroy mm-hmm. that much infrastructure just by sitting on your hands. And something always comes up to fill the vacuum. And do you really want a fascist regime to take that opportunity? If you're sitting here saying you want smaller government, and the way to do that is to crush the existing government. Well, most of these people who want smaller government don't understand what that entails, though. That's a sad thing. Right. Well, they're just paying lip service to what they heard in a back alley room, you know, where a bunch of people were talking about, wouldn't it be great if, and they didn't realize that they were probably cokehead. <laughs> <laughs> or Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Well. <laughs> First statement true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying anything, but I'm saying something right there. <laughs> the thing is, you know, you all of these people are saying all these crazy things without any real understanding of consequences. They think that they can just do this stuff and nothing bad will befall them. 
and they are going to go. Oh, remember before 2008 when we'd had these people locked away in a nice, safe, padded room? Well, mental health issues have always been a problem in this country. Just ask the NRA. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, we're just really not addressing the real problem here, which is not the guns that kill people, but people who don't know how to use guns kill people. Wait. I think I've got off message here. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be soon, Mac. That'll be soon. Anyway. So anyway, yeah. Bernie Sanders won the debate, but you'll never get anybody to admit it. <laughs> well, anybody on TV news to admit it. Well, you know what? Fuck them. They're soon going to become irrelevant. I think you're going to see a groundswell of younger voters who are just tired of the old establishment. And mm-hmm. when they say that votes don't count, you know, it's, oh, well, your vote doesn't count because it's really a dark, shadowy cabal controlling everything. You know, that may be true, but here's the thing. Money, money and power only has meaning if you assign meaning to it. Mm-hmm. It's like believing in the Bible or listening to another person's ideas. They only have power over you if you grant it to them. When I, took, when I took civics class, we called it government, but anyway, U.S. government, but when I took civics class in high school, when it was still taught, because nowadays nobody gets taught civics about anything. Uh, when I was taught, the actual title of my textbook was called Consent of the Governed. And that the only way that government can function is if the people consent to be governed. It's the only way the government can work. And it, it, it works kind of on autopilot right now because it's so massive and we have so many people that they're just kind of like, well, you know, what are you going to do? You can't fight City Hall. Mm-hmm. To which, literally, not just as a platitude, well, not with that attitude, you can't. Right. If you get enough people to, as the, as the movement says, stay woke, if you get enough people to wake up and stay woke, change will finally happen. Without bloodshed and violence, it doesn't have to. The system is already in place. They haven't broken the mechanisms yet that allow people to change government. And that's one of the reasons why people like Bernie Sanders are extremely important. Because even if he loses the nomination to Hillary Clinton, and Hillary Clinton goes to face off with Donald Trump, okay, the conversation has finally been opened up. If you listen... Hillary Clinton is finally paying lip service to the very things that Bernie Sanders has been saying for his entire career. So even even if nothing significant changes immediately, people are finally talking about it on the national stage, and that's really important. So we need we need the younger people not pe- necessarily people my age, because I'm starting to approach middle age. I'm no longer part of the quote-unquote young crowd. I'm a youngin. <laughs> yep. If we get more young people involved, it will overshadow this glut of people who are paranoid and afraid, the kind of people who run to town hall meetings about you know, Obamacare and say, keep your filth government hands off there. Like Social Security. Oh, yeah. And wave around pictures of Obama, you know, photomorphed with Hitler. 
you know, you guys that need a, a, a dose of perspective. Now, Twilight Winter says the Republicans just don't seem to be living in the real world right now. They're going to get a rude wake-up call. because what's They happening? almost got a hell of a one in 2012. Mm-hmm. President Obama was elected by a pretty reasonable margin. Yeah, everybody was saying that, oh, Romney's going to win, and he got his ass handed to him. Well, because, because once again, you have this more, you have this kind of revolutionary attitude now in government, and that is that just because people are elected to positions of power doesn't mean that we work for them. It's the other way around. They work for us. And if, if it takes some anonymous waiter putting their cell phone down on a table in a place of power and recording them saying asinine things about what they really think about us to get people to wake up, then that's the new revolution. As they, in, in opposition to the old song, the revolution will be televised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the interesting things about this year is that there are a lot of Republican-held Senate seats up for election, so that could be interesting. It's very likely that those seats are going to switch sides. Uh-huh. And the House, well, the House, because of gerrymandering, is always kind of messed up. But, yeah, that, nothing's uh, really going to happen in the House until, like, 2020. I'm going to throw this out there. I don't think the vote, the voters are very happy with the uh, the um, members of Congress this, this uh, term. Well, here's a, here's another thing to keep in mind. Arizona, my home, my current home state, passed with a Republican supermajority and a Koch brothers-sponsored governor, signed a bill that ended gerrymandering in this state as we know it. Mm-hmm. They, I was stunned. I was absolutely stunned. The zoning, the district rezoning has now been changed in Arizona so that instead of being the purview of the party currently in power, it is now being sent off to a independent, nonpartisan committee, an election committee, that decides where the borders are. So no more of this two sides maybe, of a country maybe, road thing. Yeah, and maybe they'll actually be like, okay, this major municipal area and the surrounding territory belong, is this district. And like that outlying area, I mean, it's Arizona, so there really aren't a whole ton of things, but you know. Well, no. Um, the Daily Show a while back did a piece on gerrymandering that was oddly you know, on point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, we've, we've changed it here. And so this can be a model for the United States. Take that ability. I know, I realize that, you know, to the victor go the spoils. As they I, I think that's actually from a Supreme Court ruling mm-hmm. that they have to do this now because, well, it was, what do you know, gerrymandering is unconstitutional. Well, we're going to see how that works at the federal level. Uh, because mm-hmm. it, so far, it's only been implemented at the state level in Arizona. And that was an Arizona state uh, Supreme Court ruling because it's unconstitutional in the state of Arizona for gerrymandering to occur. So that's why they've appointed this election, this nonpartisan election committee to decide where these districts are. And now they have to be done purely on statistical data like... Uh, Population, population density, census, that kind of stuff. So 
they can no longer play games with it. You know, it's like, well, to get this person into this district who is likely to vote in our favor, we have to we have to cordon off the two sides of a country road. So it should be interesting. But I don't know. Maybe maybe there was something in the federal law. I, I have to. I'm I'm straying into some territory I haven't fully researched here. So take my word at a grain of salt at the federal level. But hopefully it is federally unconstitutional to do gerrymandering as well. If that's the case, then congressional. Who knows? Who knows? And the stuff the stuff in the uh, south and southwest specifically is very close to, if not at the point where stuff is going to start being very interesting regarding demographics and uh, the ability to swing stuff so far when a certain proportion of the population is starting to be a group that the group in power is not particularly fond of. People, mm-hmm. people, the country is generally swinging more liberal-minded, if for no other reason than they're tired of these false cries of religious persecution. They're tired of people saying that they don't want to be under one group's law, but, hey, we should impose our law on you, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, okay. Screw Sharia law. Let me use the laws from my Bible. Well, yeah. The revision of history. Texas got in huge fucking trouble because of the textbook thing. They find a, oh, yeah. a lady who sued because they changed the word slaves to workers, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Just good old mm-hmm. African immigrant workers. Yeah. They didn't choose to come here, asshole, because that is pretty much the definition of the term immigrant. Mm-hmm. The word I would use for the other individuals would be prisoners. <laughs> yeah. But they have a, they had a lot in common with currently was Antonimo. <laughs> Only they were actually released? Yeah, in terms of treatment and conditions, well, yeah, but it took 400 years of slave trade thanks to Columbus for that to change. Yeah, but why? Why the hell are we so celebrating Columbus Day again? I don't know. <laughs> it, it was on the books, and now they now they're like afraid to do anything against it because you know all the true patriots out there, and you remember that's the quotation mark version. All the true patriots who didn't even there. find who he didn't even find fucking North America. Yeah. There was on some of the outlying islands. There was an entire tribe of fifty thousand under Columbus that went that uh, he he demanded that they do something and they absolutely refused. So they committed mass suicide. All fifty thousand of them, no survivors, rather than comply with Columbus's wishes. The atrocity. There's a there's an article out there that talks about the the 14 greatest atrocities of Christopher Columbus. Which, if there's more than 14, period, that that sure is a thing. Yeah, no, these are the 14 worst things he did. He actually did other horrible things, but these are the 14 worst things he did. You guys should look up this article. I, I don't know the name of it. I was showed it at work, so you'll have to just take my word for it and search it on Google. But there's a there's a, a a pretty impressive array of atrocities. It was regular. It was fairly regular for him to, you know, chop off the ears of people who didn't obey him. I'm glad we stuck. I'm glad we kept our topic light tonight. You know, that's what happens when Skype fails. We get we get real dark. 
You know, anyway, let's just put it this way. If the shit that Columbus did was actually in your textbooks, you wouldn't want to be celebrating Columbus Day. Correct. Because well, he was a fucking monster. Oh, yeah. He's another one of those Hitler was a pussy kind of guys. <laughs> he had no shit. He, he basically did... He basically started the slave trade as we know it. Which lasted for over 400 years. And then he started, he perpetrated the genocide, one of the most massive forms of genocide in world history by trying to exterminate the indigenous population of North America, North and South America. Mm -hmm. Northish America. You know, just, it's, it's disgusting. As a portion of the population, at the time, you could easily, as a percentage of world population at the time, you could actually argue that because he was responsible for the death of a larger portion of the world, They were actually colonizing North America at least before Christopher Columbus even so on the on the on the west coast presumably. Yeah. Yep. Well, don't you find it strange that So, yeah, uh, just when we were getting to the juicy, awful part, we just abruptly dropped. <laughs> I don't know. I like that better than... To sum it up, Columbus worse than Hitler. There. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, man. Also, Chinese in California. Yep. Well, those, that, it's just strange that there were so many of those... Uh, so many Asian individuals in California... Technically, before there was supposedly anybody in North America. And even out of the Europeans, uh, we give Columbus an awful lot of record when they were Vikings who might not have settled permanently, but certainly knew that there was a thing here. Yeah, like and that what? They were, and, that, and that there were people living there who had their own stuff going on. Yeah, like what? Four or five hundred years before Columbus? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag Columbus worse than Hitler. <laughs> Let's uh, 
excuse that next Columbus Day. (laughs) (laughs) I think that it may actually be a hashtag on Twitter. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) We'll start it trending. We'll just put stuff like, man, the weather's nice today. Columbus worse than Hitler has. (laughs) Oh, God. It'll be total non sequiturs. Hey, I tried this new chicken and waffles place. Hashtag Columbus worse than Hitler. <laughs> Hashtag McDonald's worse than Hitler. <laughs> All right. Is Columbus worse than McDonald's? The people want to know. All right. Well, this episode was terrible, so uh, we'll see y'all next week, and hopefully we won't have internet fail. I'm your host, Matt, Mace Paladino, Matt Caldwell. I don't know what my fucking name is anymore. <laughs> Maceration. Yeah. Doopy doopy doop. Show's over. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.